Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bartender's Choice. This is your host, me, Jacob Sandin, and together with me, I have uh, Michael Bergstrom in the studio as well, as per usual. What's up? Honestly, I'm a bit tired. Rough night, small kids. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm getting energized by the fact that we're actually going to do an episode today. <laughs> That's great. Um, and uh, I'd like to start with saying that today's episode is presented by Plantation Pineapple Rum. Thank you so much for contributing uh, to making the Nordic cocktail scene stronger and for the continuous support of Bartender's Choice Awards. Thank you very much, Plantation Pineapple Rum. Um Today we're going to focus on the topic of our category in BCA for best bartender. And uh, I guess we're going to dig in a little bit deeper today in all things bartender related, right? Yeah, exactly. And we're going to talk about attributes and, and uh, what we think makes a good bartender. And from, from self-experience, and then we're going to quote uh, a few historical uh, uh, books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So starting with uh, that, I guess, uh, you know, strong, the strong attributes of bartenders in general, what would you say is your slash is slash was <laughs> your strongest attributes as a bartender? Ooh, I'm, I'm a superhero behind the bar. I'm oh, really? A, I'm a marvel. I'm I a, never noticed. A... <laughs> no, but... Uh, Honestly, uh, I mean, I don't know, you don't either uh, work uh, officially at a bar anymore. It's not our full-time work per se, but we work with industry. But we we do actually do uh, uh, quite an amount of events every year. Oh, yeah. yeah, Well, well, it's kind of post this year, but uh, normally. Hopefully Uh, next year we're 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 still bartending quite a bit. Uh, which is, of course, uh, a lot of fun. But uh, my my attributes as a bartender are things that maybe I had... A very good split vision, all right. Of understanding yeah. or taking in the whole uh, <laughs> the room or the, the, room? the, the bar, like a midfielder. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, you talk, Oh, you always love to talk football, but of course. Uh, no, I had a really good split vision. I, I kind of uh, got a sense of, of everything that was going on, and I, I uh, had a not super hearing, but you know, I, I, I kind of heard what everybody was talking about, and I had. Um, or I still have a, a really good uh, uh, ability to to uh, have a lot of uh, orders in my head and kind of a uh, you know like those uh, uh, air uh, air tower uh, air traffic controllers air traffic controls exactly thank you uh, how they uh, kind of like uh, directed traffic oh yeah yeah and, yeah uh, that's what I, I, I used to work when I was working in the bar building right? rounds making sure what that ticket should go yeah, in what like, order and, and, and this what, that what order like the guests should the guests. be like ah, serving okay. etc yeah. and uh, then I, I was i was fairly fast partner or i am still but uh, would, would but would you consider yourself more of a you know bartender taking care of the uh, of the tickets to to tables or did you prefer interacting more with guests and serving the guests at the bar i probably uh, preferred to be at the bar but sometimes it was actually nice having a, a, a like a service station mm-hmm. uh, shift from yeah. time to time to yeah. just to get in like, and, and do the tickets bang uh, him that, out. That, yeah bang them out and that was nice sometimes when you maybe didn't feel as social or the uh, uh, top of your game mm-hmm. uh, that particular day mm-hmm. uh, but yeah of course being in the front front line is always the, the most fun part uh, 
and I was fairly creative with drinks as well. Mm-hmm. As St- still, what, what, still is perhaps. Oh, um, I mean, uh, I know what you're gonna say about me. <laughs> that I'm the s- slowest bartender ever, <laughs> but I I can c- counterattack immediately by saying that I'm my attention to details uh, is fairly good, and I'm uh, I, I would say I'm pretty accurate, and uh, being slow is could be positive actually because I don't break things, I don't break glasses, I don't make mistakes when building you know the rounds of drinks, so therefore I don't have to redo them. So by being okay. slow, you could actually, I hope <laughs> that I could make more drinks in one night rather than, you know, a fast bartender that have, has to, you know, redo things or breaks glasses down in the ice well, etc. You see? All right. I mean, okay, it could be up right. for discussion, of course. <laughs> and then um, I guess I, 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 you know, 10 out of 10 nights, I took care of the, the, uh, the guests in the bar rather than uh, doing the tickets. Uh, Perhaps because I was too slow. Because your, your social social skills are yeah. very. <laughs> you're good with guests. Hopefully, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so you mentioned that we uh, we're gonna dig a little bit uh, deep into the uh, into a few history books uh, regarding bartending and a couple of newer books as well. But uh, I just wanted to talk shortly about. Uh, I mean, all, all the bartenders listening to this episode probably know this, knows this, but uh, you know Harry Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked who, about who wrote the. We, we talked about Harry McElhone yesterday, so that oh, we did. Yeah, uh, right, yeah. uh, just briefly. Another Harry, yeah, exactly. All, all the Harrys. <laughs> uh, no, but Harry Johnson. He wrote the he wrote the bartenders manual back in the eighteen eighties, somewhere Two? some eighty two. Oh, yeah, maybe. I think so. Uh, and it is said to be the first. Uh, cocktail or drink book not only with recipes but he actually wrote about uh how to run a bar and the attributes of a bartender how to train bartenders Mm -hmm. which is interesting i just want to mention a few things from his books uh that is uh important still Still today today, even though the book is 150 years old yeah absolutely uh, it's, 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 but if you read a book, the, the language is very old, which is kind of fun to to read. Yeah, uh, sometimes. <laughs> but uh, and there's a lot of details around the bar and and uh, and so much more than we're going to talk about today. But uh, that are super fun to read. So if you haven't read that book, read that book. It's a, it's an amazing uh, uh, read. Uh, simply, uh, but manners and good language, of course. Yeah, fair that's, enough. You know, that's it says says itself, doesn't it? I guess so. Treat all customers with utmost politeness and respect. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> to me, nowadays, 2020, I guess that's like uh, kicking in an open door almost. But Exactly. But uh, still a, a, a good point. And, and this is a good one as well. All customers, whether rich or poor, should be served alike in the same and respectful manner. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing, but you know. Uh, yeah, th- I mean, th- what I don't like about bartending or bartenders that when they become selective with their customers and they kind of like you know pick pick the 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 uh, some customers before others just because they can per- like personally have gained something from that or uh, they maybe maybe they're uh, somebody they know or they're regular uh, of course regulars are important that's not what i mean but you know uh, when you kind of like uh, classify your guests mm, okay yeah i get it but also a very good regular could be uh, you know 
take a step back and be very uh, understanding that you might yeah, need yeah, to yeah. give another absolutely. minute to 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 another guest. So I would say that 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 would be uh, one of the best regulars for me, at least the the understanding mm -hmm. regular. Yeah, when you, you 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 yeah, as a regular, you, you kind of know the the. Yeah, the the atmosphere and the 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 kind of game of the bar, you know, and exactly. you play along. Yeah, yep, true. That's and th this is a good one, or probably the, my favorite one from his book is the greatest accomplishment of a bartender lies in his ability to exactly suit his customer. This is done by inquiring what kind of drink the customer desires and how he or she wishes it to be prepared. Mm -hmm. And true. this is something that you told me that you were really good at. I'm I, sometimes I hope I think I'm a good you know I think I'm pretty good at reading people and uh yeah so when that can be applied to the uh, bartending profession that's pretty good I mean you shouldn't be reading the guests in terms of uh, you know being judgmental uh about them but you could I guess read them in in various ways yep and uh, I agree. but I, I guess also uh, not only reading the guest but being as as um, Harry Johnson says um, to to be able to I guess l you know listen to the guests and and therefore sort of understand your guest I guess yeah 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 makes sense and another personality uh, that has been very important in uh, four bartenders or cocktail bartenders of today, uh, of course, is uh, Jerry Thomas. He wrote the first book, didn't he? he yeah, he, he, he exactly. He wrote the first but book. But that was more about recipes drinks. rather than a manual for bartenders. Correct, correct. But then David Wonders, the, the historical oracle, the, the man who uh, probably knows more about cocktail history than any anyone else in the world i would say yeah <laughs> uh he wrote a book on his uh, or in his homage like a, a celebration to jerry thomas uh, and it's called imbibe uh but jerry thomas's book uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna quote or i'm gonna read shortly uh, a few things regarding uh, uh bartender descriptions uh how, how a barkeeper at the time uh is described it uh, uh from a couple of magazines or newspapers, actually, that he uh, uh, did some research on. Okay. And uh, but before that, uh, Jared Thomas's book was called or named "The Bartender's Guide: How to Mix Drinks" or "The Bon Vivant Companion." And that's an interesting thing uh, regarding Bon Vivant. Mm -hmm. Can you? Uh, what is it? What's the meaning of Bon Vivant? What does that mean? It sounds. Uh, it sounds very interesting, and uh, I don't know. Uh, you know. Uh, intriguing and inspiring like a bon vivant is someone you want to be uh, hanging out with you want to be <laughs> friends good, right? with a bon vivant i guess but if you translate that or if you were trying to translate that it's a kind of like a, a one who lives well mm -hmm. a person who enjoys the good things in life oh yeah yes we do mm -hmm. uh, especially good food and drink a person about town you see, you want to be friends with a bon vivant. Yeah, it sounds like a modern-day bartender, yeah, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> a person who devotes himself to sociable and luxurious, luxurious lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Kind of a, yeah, yeah, kind of makes sense. But And what's a famous quote from the, the movie Cocktail? <laughs> 
the bartender is the aristocrat of the working class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yes, that's a bon vivant, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, a, a jet set of of the uh, late 1600s. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that's that's when the word dates back to, I guess, 1690 or something. So, and I think Simon Ford actually said it was a few years back. I think it was at Tales of the Cocktail. He said uh, that the bartenders are rock stars that couldn't be bothered playing or or to learn an instrument, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. And uh, yeah, we, I mean, that kind of makes I I feel touched by that <laughs> oh yeah yeah no very <laughs> there's true. M- many times to be honest when i look back that i definitely felt like a rock star being behind the bar mm-hmm. in the middle of the party uh, at the stage oh yeah yeah the bar. center of attention yeah center of attention and um, bang out those uh, trendy drinks at the time and oh, you know yeah. at a popular trendy cool bar uh, for sure mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah I, i mean we we like the good stuff in life we we love to dine well we love to drink good wine mm-hmm. and we love great cocktails of course about affordable luxuries so that's where we i mean uh yeah, 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 yeah. it kind of makes sense all right cool <laughs> but and back to yeah you said you imbibe. wanted to to uh, read read a, a short section from from uh, imbibe yeah. right yeah exactly so this is an article from uh, it dates to 1853 and this is from imbibe uh, by david wonders and it, it's a, it goes like this the barkeeper is a scholar and a gentleman as well as an accomplished artist captain of a fire company and i believe a man of considerable property and unapproachable skill in compounding and arranging these beverages and making them not only exquisite to taste but delightful to the view his drinks are pictures hmm. this is 1853 which is really interesting <laughs> it's pre-instagram yeah it's <laughs> but it's yeah. very much also yeah. today the instagram era where the drinks need to be very beautiful yeah and when it comes to the the creative attribute of a bartender you know most bartenders or cocktail bartenders like to be creative and uh, have a a creative uh, interest in Mm -hmm. in making new drinks etc and today we we very much create drinks with instagram or or pictures in mind that they had to look good it had to be instagrammable etc because that's marketing you know and that will be getting our our bar or you know bartender you know attention right oh yeah absolutely i remember when we had this is this is many years ago but when we uh we brought jimmy in uh over here to stockholm to do a uh like a pop-up bar together with him and he was yep. even back then he was saying like the next bar i'm gonna open i'm gonna focus so much and invest in in the perfect uh, uh lights for the bar to to enable guests to take the most beautiful uh, pictures of the drinks to attract you know uh traffic to the bar that way that's an interesting aspect yeah and this is like almost 10 years ago i think so uh yeah right and uh, another uh, shortly uh, short short part from the imbibe book is and this article is from the chicago tribune and it dates at 1870 and it's regarding a good barkeeper. A good barkeeper becomes part and parcel of a saloon, knows all the customers, is on familiar terms with them, learns to call them Tom, Dick, and Harry. Oh, you know, another Harry. Mm-hmm. And on, uh, <laughs> not not on, only the bartenders, <laughs> but the, the customers were named <laughs> Harry as well. That's fun. Uh, he knows their weaknesses for a particular tipple and mixes it to suit their tastes. 
sporting news is his delight. And that's another thing oh, we're shortly going to talk about, about, you know, like how you're up to date with news and, and things that are happening in the world, which is a, a good conversation starter. And, you know, I, I mean, some bartenders, and I know uh, a lot of waiters in, 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 in our industry, they, uh, they read news papers and, and they keep uh, themselves updated with the latest news that day before they get on their shift. Mm-hmm. You know, they, and, and back then I remember you know, uh, it, could, uh, it w- would have been really important to know the sporting results, etc. That would be something that I would or recommend to any, results, any, any young bartender, you know, uh, approaching the, uh, the, uh, the craft. That would be to not only learn about, you know, of course, the fundamentals and the basics of drinks mixing and and actually working as a bartender, but actually to to uh, you know keep track of what's going on in society, just to to be able to to deliver better service and perhaps also become a little bit more of an interesting person for for the guests to interact yeah, exactly. with. Exactly, and, and it ends like this: he is a, or the bartender, the barkeeper. Uh, it's a two-legged sporting journal with a dramatic column, w- which means well, so you actually walk down to your local bar or the bar to get the sporting results and, and the stats of the game or or match mm-hmm. potentially, all right, or the latest news. Yeah, cool, interesting. Okay. Yeah, very much so. I also noticed that uh, when was this written? In the 1800s, I guess yeah, it was only right? only examples of uh, male names, so <laughs> no women I in know. the bar back then, but. That has changed it for has, the better. Yeah, it has definitely changed. But we, we do have a, a quote, another, uh, the, the last historical uh, description or, you know, uh, uh, looking back at historical aspects. But uh, there was a description of Ada Coleman, who was a bar manager at what bar, Jacob? At the American bar at the Savoy. Yes, an inventor of the hanky pank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Delicious yeah. cocktail. Exactly. Uh, but somebody, uh, a customer said about her, uh, she was so nice and kind and so full of energy. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you told me several times that, you know, you really like when you walk into a bar, any bar, uh, not, even, not only a cocktail bar, but any bar, and you sit down and you, you get energy from, from your bartender. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, sometimes you just feel like uplifted, energized, and it's that's amazing. I think that's one of the best uh, strongest qualities a bartender can have to sort of just give you that positive energy and 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 sometimes they can even make your day, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great attribute if you as a bartender can make you... I mean, and a lot of bars and bartenders have that in their kind of drinking program or, or you know, ethos of their bar that, you know, we, uh, we're here to make people happier more happy, more happy when they leave than they were when they came in, mm. right? Yeah, that's a that's a very uh, I like that. Uh, the uh, what do you call that? <laughs> ambition, ambition, I guess. yes. Uh, and while we're talking about books, another book that I really like, uh, our, our dear friend Jimian, yeah, uh, fairly recently, uh, fairly recently, recently released uh, his second book, right? Mm, yeah, exactly. The gym, uh, the Mian Mian's manual. bartender manual. Yeah, uh, beautiful book uh, that is kind of the the modern version of Harry Johnson's bartender ma- manual. I would say. Yeah, I. Or that there's definitely synergies. I will. I, I will not uh, disagree with you on that. There's a couple of things from his book that I really like. Uh, 
that Mina always reminded his staff or reminds his staff that uh, and and other bartenders for that sake that we're not bartenders that or we're not we're not serving drinks to people we serve people drinks mm-hmm. and to build on that uh, he he goes on and says that uh, we're not in the drinks we're, we're not in the drinks business uh, we're actually in the people and relationship business. Yeah, and I really yeah, yeah. like that that quote as well because that's very very true. Uh, and a great bartender, uh, not only for for uh, guests and customers, but uh, for as a colleague. If you have a good relationships or you're building great relationships, that's such a such a important thing. Yeah, I guess that's something you can't emphasize enough. Uh, the importance of uh, you know, focusing on on your guests and delivering uh, impeccable service. No, no, exactly, exactly. And he also says that great servers make their guests feel like they belong in the bar or the restaurants, and that's also a very important thing. And that's kind of a build on, on you know, like getting energy from your bartender or your waiter or uh, your maitre, whatever that could be. Uh, just making feel welcomed and and feeling home. Mm-hmm. Is a very important attribute, I think, for any bar or restaurants. Absolutely. And also that we already talked about that. Harry Johnson said it, and and it was said in in uh, in Bible uh, regarding barkeepers as well. But uh, hospitality isn't one size fits all. It must be adapted based on cues from the guests. Sometimes great hospitality means giving a table space and privacy. Uh, giving a table space and privacy. Other times it requires a high-touch personal experience with frequent communication. And that's back to you again, like reading reading guests. guests. Okay, cool. It seems like uh, Jimmy knows uh, what what he's talking about, but also, uh, you know, uh, pinpointing uh, what's important. And, And actually it's the very basics and the fundamentals of uh, of the hospitality industry i would say yeah yeah absolutely absolutely it is and of course uh, another um, just a quick one we can't uh, do this episode without mentioning sasha petrovsky and his very simple uh, one strong thing that he really kept and and and, and uh, what do you call it? proclaimed or <laughs> you know shouted about all the time says the attention to detail mm. makes the difference between a, a great partner and and average bartender yeah and also like walking that extra mile i was actually in a very inspiring um seminar presentation workshop whatever you want to call it that he actually um he presented for us here in stockholm uh almost 10 years ago and he he also emphasized a lot uh about the very fact that you need to to go that extra mile and a good bartender is someone that you know even after working 10 hour service your your back is hurting your knees are tired your feet are tired your uh you know your your uh your doesn't have that sore. yeah exactly no energy left but still uh when you bend down to your freezer with cocktail glasses uh are you going to reach for the the coldest cocktail glass in the freezer, which sits in the very back, or are you going to be satisfied with with uh, a glass that sits in the front of the freezer? And of course, he he uh, always proclaimed that you need to to inch by inch uh, 
and and reach for the coldest and uh, that's uh, uh, I guess the the attention to detail is uh, also something that can't be stressed enough true This episode is presented by Plantation Pineapple Rum, which is a tribute to the character created by Charles Dickens in the Pickwick Papers, Reverend Stiggins, whose favorite drink was actually pineapple rum. Plantation Stiggins' fancy pineapple sprung out of the friendship between Alexandre Gabriel, owner and cellar master of Maison Ferrand, and the cocktail historian David Wandridge. It was first created as a tribute to the Caps at Tales of the Cocktail back in 2014, and it was so well received that they decided to continue making it. The barks of Victoria pineapples are infused in Plantation 3 Stars rum, which is then further distilled. Separately, the pineapple fruit is infused with Plantation Original Dark Rum. Both distillate and fruit infusions are finely blended together, creating a rich pineapple bouquet accented by smoky and clove notes. Thank you so much, Plantation Pineapple, for supporting Bartender's Choice Awards. We talked about uh, historical aspects and and, and uh, we read a few things from, from books that we like and are inspired from. But uh, talking about uh, your personal experience, Jacob, yeah, um, out of my personal experiences, when I've been impressed by bartenders um, through the years, I guess I would actually divide them into different categories. Uh, let's say the the uh, the technical aspect, uh, the more ritualistic aspect, and the social aspect. Mm-hmm. So let's say starting with the technical. I mean, the first time I saw uh, Jack McGarry behind the stick, that was actually here in Stockholm when we brought him over yeah, uh, back yeah, in 2013. Very clearly. And like when he stepped behind the bar, that was that was like another level. He was like the karate kid behind the bar and <laughs> just smacking out Flash drinks. Gordon. Oh, yeah, with like such uh, pace and energy. Uh, and technique. Yeah, and technique, like aggression almost. The way he shook the drinks and uh, the way he he stirred them everything it was just another level yeah yeah um, for sure I, I remember how it was uh, uh, keeping two jiggers in the same hand at the same time just you know twi- like turning the b- over and, and oh yeah 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 that's just a you know like a, a magician with cards <laughs> that, oh yeah that's true also when my first visit to to Nightjar, and I saw uh, Mariam Beke oh, behind yeah, the stick. Yeah, I remember that it was mind, mind blowing. Yeah, he was, you know, the way he moved, like a almost like a samurai or a, a ninja or something. Yeah, but such a, such a like a nice flow in the movements of making the range. Yeah, and, yeah, know, yeah. It's kind of a working flair, not not flair tending, but you know, well, you could say so. Yeah, and, just, uh, yeah. Even though that's not my, I guess my my personal style myself or my my personal favorite but it's it's hard not to say that it's uh uh captivating and just it it gets your attention and it is actually quite entertaining to to uh to witness it truly is and to just stay on that path for for a short second uh, th- this is 1997 i think the first time i went to roadhouse in uh, in uh, covent garden london all right <coughs> i was uh, i was uh, blown away just standing by the bar, I mean, we were there, a bunch of friends, and uh, we ordered drinks by the bar, and and then we kind of wanted to 
returned to our table and you know we had a table there close to the bar but uh, i i just remember i i i got stuck in the bar and i was just watching this bartender with such confidence or the confidence he had and and, and the the way he worked the bar was just uh, unbelievable i mean that's more flair tending possibly but he was so fast he was so quick with his fingers uh the way he flicked a, a napkin on top of the bar uh, the, the the kind of a flirty style of service with with a big smile and uh, and, and that confidence and, and and the fact that they were flaring but you know the flaring didn't make the drinks or the service slower rather made it faster all right but I was a uh, yeah I was I found myself like standing here for a good ten minutes just watching him which is, uh, <laughs> uh, that's cool when that happened almost like a kid you know standing in front of the uh, pizza uh, yeah. baker <laughs> watching that happen yeah yeah exactly technical but, and fast yeah so. another uh, the, my last I guess uh, technical uh, aspect uh, would be my first visit to uh, to the nomad bar in Ho- in uh, in New York. Yes. And the, you know, quadruple stirring. I thought that when I saw uh, a bartender double stirring a drink for the first time, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn that. And when <laughs> I when I did, I was like super happy. And also, you know, to sh- shake uh, a drink with one hand and stir with the other. Yeah. But when I saw him like quadruple stirring, I was like, okay, shit, I'm... I don't even gonna try that. You jaw dropping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember um, that as well. This, uh, uh, that's uh, and uh, and and going to the uh, ritualistic aspects of of bartending. That brings my uh, memories back to Japan, actually. And my, I've been there twice, and it doesn't really matter what bar you go into. They. Uh, the body language and the the rituals of of uh, drinks making over there is just it it looks like a yeah a ritualistic ceremony almost so it's very respectful uh, in terms of how they yeah, carry yeah. themselves etc behind the bar so you know they work by a concept or, or, or but uh, they they work by concept uh, that they call ometonashi Okay, well, that's a mean, tricky word. No, yeah, it is. Maybe I'm not sure if I yeah, <laughs> pronounce it right, but it basically means uh, uh, that the, uh, the the hospitality philosophy is centered around politeness, respect, and attention to detail, mm. which is uh, and I remember first time in 2010 when I went to Tokyo. Uh, of course, that was also I'm using this word a lot, but I, I was <laughs> blown away, uh, and then we went to Orchard. Okay. Uh, a tiny little bar in in, uh, in the somewhat posher districts, and uh, j- just w- with the omatanashi in mind, uh, that that was, I mean, the respect they had for us as guests was uh, uh, almost uh, to me embarrassing, <laughs> <laughs> and then the the respect they had for the drinks they made and how they made them or, or uh, in in front of us was. Uh, uh, something else, I would say. Yeah, the first time, the f- the first time you get to witness that, it's almost like an outer body experience. <laughs> yeah, almost <laughs> an extreme, uh, skillful technique and and very sophisticated way of you know traditionally working the bars. Uh, yeah, amazing. An- another uh, respectful or ritualistic. Uh, attribute to towards your or that's applied to service could be the the ritz carlton hotel group's motto uh, which is 
we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. So that sort of also goes a little bit hand in hand with the, you know, respectful manners of, of uh, yeah, the ab- Japanese yeah, Absolutely. It definitely say. does. It definitely does. And um, my w- one if memory that I usually goes back to when it comes to the, the social aspects of, of bartending, that's actually... Uh, not even a bartender that uh, gave me that experience. You were actually with me that night in uh, in the restaurant in New York called Del Posto, and uh, our waiter, which I right, usually yeah. refer to as the Whisperer, <laughs> <laughs> I remember he, that he just took such good care of us. So that dinner became like a magic experience, and I just felt so you know calm. Uh, he created this like bubble that I didn't want to ever to to burst. I didn't want the the night to ever end, and uh, he was so elegant, almost you know hypnotizing, and his body language it was like super convincing and captivating. So I thought like he, he could have he could have sold me anything. Like he, <laughs> I could have trusted him with all all my savings. Like he he I could have trusted him with my life. It was just such a, a deliverance. It was unreal. It was like a good massage with great oils. <laughs> Whatever that's supposed to mean. <laughs> no, not, not in that aspect. Okay. But it made you feel really nice. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, we, we talked about the social aspect of bartending and, and social skills uh, uh, a little bit before. And uh, one time i was in san francisco this is 2010 or 11 i was there by myself actually oh I was, yeah I was, I was supposed to go with joel our our colleague yeah but he uh, he got stuck up with the <laughs> with the family issues uh, unfortunately so I, I but i went myself and uh, but I, and i had a great time and i of course that was the first time i was in san francisco and and of course i went to tommy's mexican restaurants oh yeah to enjoy uh, a authentic Thomas Margarita. Only one? Uh, no, probably Maybe three. ten? Yeah, no, not ten, <laughs> but probably three. <laughs> and a flight of margaritas on top of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, just when it comes to like the, the social skills, that was uh, absolutely amazing. He made me feel so welcome, so home. Uh, so he made me feel seen and uh, important. Uh, and the way he worked the bar was just amazing. I mean, his bartenders as well. Like the, the, they were so fast with the Mexican elbows. I thought the Mexican elbows would, would actually catch fire. Uh, <laughs> it was insane. Everything was freshly squeezed. But the way Julio Bermejo was uh, working the bar and just making everybody feel uh, welcome and, and home and 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 feel safe was just amazing. And in the end, I just realized that I was throughout the night when I left. I probably sat on six different bar stools because it was stuffing people around, creating. Uh, 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 starting conversations between people, All finding right. synergies. You know, like synergies. I mean, I'm, I'm from Sweden, and he, and he said, "Hey, hey, Alan, you haven't you been to Sweden before? Because you went to Gothenburg like three years ago." And he, the, the Alan guy, was a regular, and and all of a sudden he he moved me down to Alan, oh, and yeah, we were talking okay. about Gothenburg for for twenty minutes. You know, and uh, then you know something else and something else. But uh, just yeah, when I walked out of that bar, I was like, "Holy shit, that was." Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 bartending, 
at a different level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of, as you mentioned earlier, that's uh, very much uh, of, I guess, how, like, if you want to make the uh, comparison to air traffic controllers and uh, moving people around and just, like, making sure that the... the uh, the room and the guests are, yeah, the you know, wor- yeah, yeah, working exactly. together yeah. to to create great memories and an amazing night exactly. for everyone. In exactly. There. And the last thing I want to mention is uh, something uh, a lot of bartenders might know this, especially from London and England, but uh, that has I, I, I'm, I've been talking about this the, the past year. I know, and uh, we had a, a small seminar here in Stockholm uh, a few months uh, back. Uh, at a bar where we talked about uh, bartending attributes, etc., and the way Douglas Ankara from from the lab in London, when lab was around, the way he built his team on different bartending attributes was uh, uh, something that I've been thinking about more and more because we never really implemented that way of thinking here in Sweden, I think. Uh, but it was a uh, totally makes sense, you know, how lab was built on like you had two bartenders were really fast you know making sure like slaying the drinks making sure the drinks came out to to the tables and, and to the customers in the bar and then you had one or two bartenders were you know the set with the social skills you know they're taking care of the customers they're uh, uh, like setting the, the roof on fire <laughs> the bar roof on fire with the like you know spraying uh, absinthe from their mouth and and tur- uh, putting that on fire uh kind of the, the showmanship of it and just you know making sure the party was you know going and that oh, guests yeah. would you know okay. s- spend the dollars at the bar the pounds at the bar uh and then you had the organized bartender you know that made sure you know the, the inventory was uh, uh impeccable and, and all of that and then you had what else uh i mean that sounds like yeah yeah, they they created as well you had a bartender or or a couple of them maybe that were created with the drinks you know they had a a a huge and they're known for the drinks list i think Mm -hmm. they had over 100 drinks at one of the menus at at the time and so somebody had to be creative in making those drinks uh of course douglas was involved with that but uh you know, they had the creative, the, the speedy, the fast bartender. You had the the showy kind of social bartender, and then you had the organized bartender. Uh, it all formed a, a team. Yeah, it sounds like the best bar team ever. So <laughs> maybe may, maybe we need, we just need to uh, we need to hire one or two more, and then we can form a a, a great bar team. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> one day. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. This has been The Bartender's Choice. And uh, if you have any questions, etc., please let us know. Email us uh, to podcast at bartenderchoice.se or uh, you can contact us through uh, Instagram. Uh, our account is called Bartender Choice Awards. Take care, guys. Talk to you soon. School, everybody. Cheers. Ciao.